Hello. Welcome to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your facilitator, Dr. Dave Cornelius. Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave is streamed on grokshare.com and broadcasted on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I want to encourage everyone to find their awesomeness. It is a choice. Let's begin your learning experience to achieve your awesomeness. Tucson, we made it to 10 a.m. here. You're now listening to the Creative City Show with me, your host, Zach Yenser. Uh, but now, as we head to our first break, uh, I'm excited to see Dr. Dave Cornelius on the line, all queued up and ready for our segment after the break to talk about entrepreneurship, agility, skills training, workforce readiness for our high school students. He's running workshops this summer that you want to know about and you can participate in and someone in your friend or family network can also participate in. Speaking of uh, the, the, the coming economy of Arizona being about innovation and technology and entrepreneurship, that's where we are going to go with Dr. Dave Cornelius after the break. We're just getting started. Don't go away. Come on back. Tucson, welcome back to the program. You're with me, your host, Zach Yentz, here on the show where we every day share the stories and strategies of the people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. It's a, it's a future that is closer than we know with a potential that is greater than we think. And the show every day looks to prove that point by talking to amazing people and talking about incredible ideas that are blossoming under our feet in Tucson. And this uh, platform is an amazing one to, to flesh those things out. Uh, and we're about to jump into my interview with Dr. Dave Cornelius from Among Many Things, uh, the Five Saturdays program. We've had him on the show before when this was on the weekend. We talked about his wide-ranging work. Uh, but today we're going to focus on the Five Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshops uh, and that will take us to the end of the hour and then we will talk to Lisa Chastain from the Center of Opportunity uh, about their dedication coming up as they are creating a one-stop shop to alleviate poverty and to work on homelessness and addiction issues. Uh, an amazing project in Tucson. The governor's been down for it. Uh, great things going on. As we talk about Tucson's future, let's welcome Dr. Dave Cornelius in on the air. Dr. Dave, thanks for coming on this Monday. Well, thank you so much, Zach. Um, I just want to say congratulations to you, um, with your, the new addition to your family, and uh, congratulations to your mom for being a rock star and uh, going on to becoming a nurse practitioner. So yes. thank you so much for having me. My mom is the epitome of a lifelong learner. She just got her nurse <laughs> practitioner. And I mean, she fought hard for that. She did not take the easy route, <laughs> uh, but she overcame. She did it. She's done it. And yeah, super proud of her. Thank you for your congratulations. I appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome, my friend. So, well, uh, we, we could, I mean, we could probably talk two hours about everything that you're up to, but I know our focus today is the five Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshops. And I'm just curious, I've heard of STEM, but maybe in a way of introduction of what this is, what is STEAM? That's a new one to me. Well, um, in some places they, they put the A in to mean art. Okay. Right. So, so it's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. 
but in our practice is science, technology, engineering, agile. Uh, I thought so. And math, <laughs> right? So we're, we're, we're an agile-based organization, and we're, we're all about um, transparency and um, inspecting, adapting, learning, yep. um, innovating. Um, and, and so that's, that's our focus. So when we speak of STEAM within agility, we think that agility encompasses art as well, okay. right? the whole creative expression. Sure. And yeah. just just to make sure, uh, because some some listening to the program may think of Agile as the computer programming language, if I'm remembering correctly from our last interview, when you talk about agility, what does that all encompass? You mentioned a little bit of the art, but could you define agility for us as we get going? Sure. Um, agility is, is really nothing more than the ability to inspect a certain situation. So you begin with an observation, you inspect, and then you're going to make some type of a pivot. And the whole practice and where it became really popular, that word agile, was in the software industry. But when you really think about it, it's applicable to anything. So when we, I have a bigger definition of agility, and my definition, it's normally around intentionally responding right to opportunities and, and threats caused by change. And if you really think about life in itself, they would say um, the thing that happens most is change, right? Yep. The only constant is change. So agility gives us the ability to intentionally respond to those those change. And, and basically change is normally you know, triggered by an opportunity or a threat. And, and how do we really respond to that in mm. a, a smart way yeah. or, or an effective way and such that if we're working in a team and we're working with others, we can pretty much all get on the same page and begin to mm. get things done. And so that's the focus of agility. I know a lot of people think that it's all about just software and technology, but, you know, we use agility to plan, you know, huge uh, community events because it involves delivering an outcome. Right. And, and that's that's the thing. You know, it's really trying to get to a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. And, and that's the mindset mm. around agility and the way I teach it and coach it uh, to organizations as well as to wonderful high school students. Gotcha. Well, that's good. I ended last week's uh, set of shows with an interview with a guy by the name, I think you know of him, Andres Ruiz. And uh, yeah. he he is a kind of a coach and a mentor in the middle school and high school system here in Tucson. And we were talking about how the jobs of the future, the opportunities of the future, the needs of the future are going to require a stronger EQ set than even just an yep. IQ set. And, and when I'm listening to you, I'm hearing uh, the importance of grit, uh, the importance of flexibility, adaptability, agility. Uh, it's really interesting to, to think about you know, when my daughter goes to, uh, is ready for the job market, 60% of the jobs she'll be eligible for don't exist yet. 60% of the right. jobs she will be eligible for, she's two. When she's 18, 60% of the jobs are, will not, uh, don't exist right now, and they're predicting that how you work in teams, how you innovate, how you adapt, those are going to be the skills that the workplace values in that, at that time, not just the pure IQ skills. And, and so I feel like that's what you're, you're, you're hinting at. Well, it's a blend of both. I, I think that EQ skills are essential and, and they're fundamental. And in, in, in our current economy and the way our world works, you know, it's extremely important. 
because oftentimes we're working with people with different cultures, different views, different perspectives. And how do we really spend the time learning about each other and to be able to work together, whether we're in the same room, um, distributed across the globe? And those are the, the experiences that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. How do we get people to be able to respect each other? And so there, one, one thing there... There are five core values that we look at oftentimes in the Agile space, right? We talk about focus, right? And we talk about focus on the work. And we talk about courage to do the right thing. Um, Commonly, it's openness. So we share our work. We share our challenges. We're we're not afraid to fail. We treat failure as a feedback loop. And that feedback loop gives us an opportunity, and as I mentioned earlier, to inspect and adapt. Because failure, people think of failure as a bad thing. But if if we don't fail, we don't learn. And you don't want to really fail, but the thing is, it's going to happen. So are you prepared to deal with failure? Right. Um, we talk about being committed, commitment. And so if we make um, a commitment to, to get something done, that we put the energy and effort in there. And most important is respect, respect for each other, respect for people. So these core common values are things that we hold dearly in the agile space. We're focused, we have courage, we have openness, we have commitment, we have respect. That helps with the EQ mm-hmm. side of it. Right. But then the IQ side of it, you know, our focus, my organization, what we focused on is we look at, besides agility, agility is staple. It, it's our baseline. We look at software development as a key thing um, or the key practice. And we look at entrepreneurship as another key practice. And we talk about job readiness and effective communications. Mm. So if you have all of these great IQ skills, and you're not a build software, you're not a run a company, well, how do you really communicate effectively with potential employers or even mm. potential customers? All right? Because if, if, if our new economy is going to be more about entrepreneurs and, and less about people having a nine-to-five job or a single job, because that has changed. You know, you think about 50 years ago, people used to be in jobs for 30 years. Now it's three years or two years. So it, it means that we have a lot more entrepreneurs Right. that are out there doing stuff. And we have to prepare them with the appropriate skills to be able to survive in that type of economy. Mm. I'm talking to Dave Cornelius uh, t- this morning about the five Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshops that provide training to high school students, 13 to 19 years old in Tucson, about entrepreneurship, software development, job readiness, and agile life skills. We'll get into more of the details, and Dr. Dave has already kind of dug in on some of the both EQ and IQ elements of this training. Very important work. Uh, We have Ingrid on line three who's been waiting with a question. Uh, Ingrid, thanks for calling in. Uh, What do you have for uh, Dr. Dave and about our our program today? Well, uh, uh, now I have two questions because while, while I was calling in, you know, getting set up, I missed the definition of EQ. Can you can you say that again very quickly? Oh, that's EQ. that's great. Yeah, it's uh, Dr. Dave. You want to take that one? Oh, oh sure. Um, EQ stands for emotional quotient, which just talks oh. about emotional intelligence. Um, okay. It's h- how we respond and our awareness of ourselves and how we respond um, in relationships to others, challenges, conflicts. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, I, I should have realized that. Uh, now yes. the other. The the actual question that I have, Uh, agility. You know, uh, uh, we have a situation now, an international situation regarding Straits of Hormuz and uh, shipping of oil and so forth, and uh, we're getting kind of nasty with each other. 
the um, being agile, being creative, being uh, having emotional uh, maturity uh, is very important in situations like that too. Uh, people become ambassadors to other countries. They uh, work in the United Nations. Um, these have these are these are very important applications uh, for agility and and controlling our emotions and not uh, uh, getting uh, semi-violent with uh, attempting to uh, stop uh, um, trade and so forth. And I, I uh, really like uh, the things you're saying. They make a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of people feel comfortable to hear you talk like that. Mm. It's a confidence. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ingrid, for your call. And, and Dr. Dave, I, I'd love for you to follow up with anything that, that, that Ingrid made you think about. But uh, four, four things that your goal is, speaking to Ingrid's point for the workshops, is uh, you help these young people, 13 and 19 years old, to Ingrid's point, grow in confidence, communications, yep. capability, and leadership. Uh, so we're talking about science, technology, engineering, arts, agility, slash agility, uh, and math. Uh, but you're helping these young people grow in these soft uh, diplomatic, if you will, skills that they're going to need in the workplace, they're going to need in the broader economy that Ingrid was talking about, our last caller. Uh, can you speak to, to how you integrate that into, into this training? Thanks, Ingrid, for your call. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Ingrid. Um, great commentary. Uh, the, the, the beauty of this is that, like I said, agility is our core, right? It, it's the thing that everything we do is using either an agile framework, an agile practice, a, an agile value, an agile principle. Um, so as we introduce the, the IQ skills, or we start talking about software development, um, there are frameworks that we use to, to show kids how do we do a, a, a simple things like a daily stand-up or a daily scrum? We have these conversations. You know, you know, what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And what's stopping me from being successful? As you can see, just those three questions, you know, make things very transparent um, in, in terms of the smaller team. So everything is really um, project-based. Our, our whole program is it's project-based. They were working small teams. So they actually pursue delivering a software project. You know, key things that they're, they're writing code, they're working as a team, um, they will pretty much at the end produce an outcome that's perhaps um, a robot doing something that they come up with. It, the innovation is on their side, right? We're just here to facilitate learning. Um, the way we inject agility into the entrepreneurship program, we use the Lean Business Startup can, um, Canvas and we introduce them to here's the concept of what it takes to start a business. Well, what's your idea for a business? Why don't you come up? And so they work in a small team again using agile practices to go through and figure out, you know, we use the theory of, of the jobs to be done theory um, brought about by uh, Clayton Christensen from um, Harvard University. And, and the mindset is what jobs are, are out there to be done as you're thinking about your innovation so that make your innovation matches your customer demand. So we talk about those simple concepts. Well, not really simple. We talk about those concepts and we walk them through the nine steps of using the lean canvas. Another part of that is that we, we spend time teaching them how to build a resume. We teach them how to do an interview. Um, what does it take to 
Um, um, really have communication with people with handshake, eye contact. How do you build a network, an elevator pitch? All of these things I need, you need, hmm. for anyone who's looking for a job. These are really tangible skills. The, the focus is to ensure that the students leave our workshops with enough skills that when you talk about workforce enablement, or and I hear people talk about workforce development, we'll use the word enablement because we're enabling them to be capable of going out into the workforce and finding a job. You know, it's a great thing to be able to obtain these skills, but it, it's also really important that you have a pathway to be able to walk into any organization um, and present yourself and tell your story and, and have an opportunity for economic growth within your family. So, when, when, you know, when you think about it, that's, the way, that's our approach. Because we want to make sure that they walk out of there with leadership and communication skills, that they have the ability to self-organize in teams. Um, we want to make sure that they understand agile, lean business, and technology con co uh, concepts. You, they have to have that personal confidence to succeed, right. right? So that the skills that they have, is it's transferable. Whether they're in high school, they go to college, or they're going to the workforce. Absolutely. They have these new skills, and they're capable to um, succeed. So. I want to just tell you this before we pivot is that, you know, we started out in 2013 in, in Los Angeles, California. Um, in 2019, we're going to be in four different locations. We started out with one location. So within six years, we've grown the program into four different locations. We'll have two in California. Excellent. We'll have one in Milwaukee. And most important, we're going to have one in Tucson because I live here. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. And we're glad you do. <laughs> Congratulations on that success! I didn't know that piece. That's that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you're bringing up some really great stuff, Doctor Dave, that I want to pivot to in the next segment. And that is, uh, again, strangely connecting back to Andres's interview with me last Friday on the show. I my my hunch is that with this Gen Z, uh, these 13 to 19 year olds in high school, they. They catch on to what I call the IQ piece probably pretty easily. Technologically savvy, inherently entrepreneurial, uh, very fluent with some elements or at least the development process behind software. Where, the, where, the, where we need to support these young people, as I'm hearing, is on the readiness, enablement, uh, interview, soft skill side. And on, on the other side of the break, I want to get your assessment of that because I think it ties into some conversations we've had here lately. Uh, but before we go to the break, I want to uh, make sure, because I'm going to hit this a couple times, this call to action. So registration for the five Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshops, Dr. Dave Cornelius, ends on May 31st. There's a limit of 15 students to this program we've been talking about, and it goes from June 15th to July 27th on Saturdays. Yep. It's a five-Saturday program, and it'll be located at the U of A. Is there anything I'm missing on the who's, what's, when, where's, and why's, and how's before we pivot to a break? One group that we always forget to talk about, and they are just essential to make this program work, is, is our learning facilitators. And our learning facilitators are industry professionals that we recruit. So we'll go, you know, like, let's take Tucson, for example. We'll, we'll hook up with the Project Management Institute of, of Tucson and, and recruit members from their group. We'll reach out to TEP, IBM, the Raytheon, um, 
Startup Tucson, all of these different organizations, what we recruit for is industry professionals who could come in and they learn our, our curriculum. They provide guidance to the students because we call them learning facilitators because we do not have teachers in our program. We do not, that's not our focus. Our focus is facilitating learning. Um, they help to, to demonstrate leadership and um, communication skills. Um, so that group is really, really important for the success of our program. So over the last six years, we have essentially gone through over 120 industry professionals teaching them this new skill because it's not just about the high school students who get a value. The learning facilitators get a value. And if you have a professional um, designation, like if you're a project manager, like a PMP, you could come to our program and get PDUs because, you know, we need those. Without those, you can't m maintain mm -hmm. our license. Those professional development managers. units for, for teachers. Yes, yeah, right. Yep. And the same thing go for agile practitioners who are involved with the Scrum Alliance. Um, they need SEUs um, to continue their license. So I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that the industry professionals are critical to this program. And that's how we grow the community. It's not just myself and a few other people. We, we try to bring in as many. And so there's a limit to about 10 of those individuals. And so we have this opportunity for 10 industry professionals to come alongside and, and help us bring this uh, program to a success in Tucson. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. For, thank you for adding that in to be clear, because that's how hopefully I queued things up in the beginning is there's an opportunity to participate as a volunteer. But also, obviously, if you have a if you're listening, you have a friend or family member who has a young person, 13 to 19 years old, who this is applicable for. We want to make sure by the end of the interview that there's been multiple opportunities to figure out how to plug in. Uh, you're listening to my interview with Dr. Dave Cornelius, who, among other things, is leading up the effort for the five Saturdays STEAM workshops that are happening in June and July at the university of Arizona, preparing our next generation, truly preparing our next generation for the economy and the workforce of the future. Uh, if you are just re-engaging in the public space, <laughs> uh, you'd have had to, to have not heard uh, President Robbins at the University of Arizona be talking about what he calls the fourth industrial revolution. There's a real thought leadership shift happening in Tucson today around the economy of the future. And it is critical that we have programs like uh, this Five Saturdays program to prepare our next workforce to enable them to be effective members of this new economy, to really to take us all into the next because things are shifting rapidly. If you have questions or comments, 790-2040 is your portal in to our conversation. We've got about 15 minutes left with Dr. Dave, and I encourage you, if you have questions about STEM education, you have questions about uh, high schoolers and, and EQ and IQ, if you have questions about next-gen training and development, why don't you give us a call, throw your question out, and if we have a good answer, we'll have a good conversation around it. When we come back from the break, I wanna get Dr. Dave's thoughts on what are the strengths and opportunities of Generation Z, 13 to 19 year olds. We hinted at it. Strawn maybe on the IQ side, need help on the EQ, community, people interaction side. Uh, and then we'll also talk about how to get involved in these workshops that are coming up quickly. We're going to head to a break. You're on 1030 The Voice, Trusted Local News and Talk. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back, Tucson. You have been listening to 1030 The Voice here, and uh, I'm your host, Zach Yenser, as a guide on the daily journey of sharing the stories and strategies of the people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. We do our best to bring the trusted news and talk to you, and we appreciate your local listening. The combination of those two things has a lot of great potential for our city, so this is a joy and a privilege to do this with you on a daily basis. Uh, we are about to jump into part two of my interview with Dr. Dave Cornelius. Uh, and he does many great things in the city, brings lots of his years of experience to the table. We're talking today about his leadership on the Five Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshops transform your future at five saturdays you can find more by going to five the number five saturdays.org and he provides and his team provides entrepreneurship software development job readiness and agile life skills to 13 to 19 year olds for five saturdays throughout june and july at the university of arizona uh, dr dave we wanted to cover it's a little bit more of a macro question, uh, but as you work with 13 to 19-year-olds, uh, what are their strengths and what are some generational weaknesses that you believe your program assists with to make sure that these individuals are well-rounded and enabled to be effective members of our workforce? So when we think of strength, um, I think of the fact that they are consumers of innovation. They know how to use technology. Um, they're uh, uh, well informed about the use of these different tools and applications, these different apps that exist. The gap that I see is the gap in innovation, creating new ideas. It, it, to me, in my opinion, it mm, are the sure. gap, right? Um, so, yeah, they can play with a lot of these different devices and these different apps. And so you ask the question, well, how do you create one of these in your new apps for something else. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, we understand that. And, and, and I don't think this is a new phenomena. This is something that existed for a while. But I think it, as we talked about the fourth industrial um, revolution, which I think we're pretty much in what I would call the digital revolution, because the fourth industrial revolution, in my opinion, has taken place. We already have hmm. the, the, the amalgamation. It's an interesting perspective. Of, right, of technology and biology already taken place. I mean, I have an Apple Watch. It tells me lots of different things about me and allows me to communicate uh, back to different platforms that exist throughout the world. So, yeah, I mean, that is already that is already taken place. I think we're in this digital realm where we have to introduce the ability to learn how to innovate. Um, that's the, the thing that we focus on in Five Saturdays. And it's one of the reasons why we call a lot of the industry professionals that we bring in, learning facilitators, because we want them to facilitate learning, create a space where the learning experience is really about the students taking the initiative to build their own ideas, right? Because if you don't practice innovation, you'll never learn it. Um, if you don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician. If I don't practice my guitar, um, you know, I'll get a lot of, I won't have the, the appropriate skills. I'll be out of practice. Um, the next time I play, um, I'll have all of these different indentations in my fingers, and it's going to be painful. So what I look at and what we look at is the context of how do we enable students to get engaged with innovation. We want them to embrace self-directed innovations. 
right? We, that's the encouragement that we want behind using an agile project-based learning technique. And that's, that's really our emphasis. You know, it's not just about, oh, let me teach you how to write some software to make a robot do X. We want to teach you, well, here's how you write software. Now take this skill and think about what do you want the robot to do? Or what, do, what apps do you want to build? Or what type of website do you want to produce? And we leave that in the hands of the students because we forget that those students are fully capable individuals of learning new things. We forget about that. You think about it, you know, you have, you know we have children, and, and the reality is, you know, oftentimes a lot of times they figure out how to walk without us like, teaching them all the time how to walk. One day you see them get up off of their knees and they're tat-tat-tat across the floor. Like, wow, that's the capability that's naturally built into us as human beings. Then we have to start treating students as fully formed human beings that we could give them the space to be able to take to this new learning and this opportunity to be able to produce an outcome that they are proud of. So important. I, I, yeah. So important. You know, it's, it, what you're saying is is reminding me of what a mentor told me a couple of years ago that opened my eyes, and I think it relates is is that the the millennial generation, uh, right, which is not by far not in the youngest generation anymore. When we talk about millennials, we talk uh, really more about uh, kind of at this point twenty three, twenty four to thirty nine. Uh, when we talk about early college and high school and even middle school, we're talking Generation Z. It's a completely new generation. Yep. But, but this mentor told me, he said, millennials, uh, right, kind of that under 40 set, are entrepreneurial, but they're not great at entrepreneurship. And, and yeah. what you're sharing with me is clarifying that I think if we're going to look at uh, current high school students, maybe there's two things that, that I'm able to pull out of this interview. One is uh, they're uh, innovative but they're not necessarily skilled at innovation, right? There's that, yep. there's that instinctive ability to come up with new ideas, to see the world uh, through a creative lens, to see it through an entrepreneurship lens. But in terms of being able to transfer that into something innovative, that's what we need five Saturday programs like. Um, and then the other piece that I'm also hearing, we touched on it in the last segment, in terms of strengths and opportunities, uh, it is is that the fluency with technology, and it's a real asset, it really is, has made interpersonal skills something that we just can't assume will be there. We have to provide these spaces to train interpersonal skills, right? And we can either make fun of the fact that handshakes aren't a given, that eye contact is a struggle, that in-person conversation isn't as fluent, or we can just say, you know what? This is a challenge that comes with their strength. Let's, let's apply some mentorship around it and round out the whole individual. Would you say those two things that I just mentioned are a fairly good synopsis of some of the things that you've shared today about these Generation Z students, age 13 and 19? I would certainly agree with that. Uh, you know, everything that you just said, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, that just makes what you do even more important. If you just jumped in, uh, this is my conversation with Dr. Dave Cornelius from the Five Saturdays program, Five, the number five, Saturdays.org. It's now in four states, but importantly for today, uh, it is in Tucson. Dr. Dave is a Tucsonan. It is in Tucson, and it's a STEAM-focused workshop uh, focusing on entrepreneurship, software development, job readiness, and agile life skills for high school students aged 13 to 19 
years old. And you help with workforce skills, technology, business agility. Uh, and then on the interpersonal side, you help these students over five Saturday period grow in their confidence, communications, capability, and leadership. Just because we are more quickly than I imagined uh, running out of time for, for our time together here on the air. If anyone listening, A, wants to either help out or participate or support or they have a 13 to 19 year old in their family or friends network, Dr. Dave. Uh, can, can you run down real quick the, the kind of who, where, what, when, and, and then how to get involved? It's really simple. We're offering in Tucson, it's, um, we're offering 10 to 15 what we call scholarships because the, the program is absolutely free. That's wonderful. It costs you nothing. <laughs> it costs nothing. Um, so I, I need just before, because it's free, I want to give credit to the Scrum Alliance, the Agile Alliance. These are two global um, organizations that emphasize Agile as the way of how we work. I want to give credit to them uh, for helping to sponsor these programs. Um, also for Knowledgeshare, which is an organization that I'm involved with for helping to produce a lot of the, the, the courses that, that we provide. And as, as well as um, there's a company called Experis, which is part of Manpower. Um, they're also uh, um, very involved with the program. So I'm just looking at these organizations, and we, we need more organizations like this, like that in Tucson who come and bring their resources to the table to enable us to continue to offer these programs for free. Because our focus is really on, not exclusively, but our focus is the underserved community, students who really need this, who may not have this, this conversation in their homes where this is an opportunity for them to come in and have these conversations and connect with people who are actually doing the work in, in the industry and said, oh, yeah, that, that's interesting that maybe I could do that. Right. right? And, and so that's the whole thing of why we have learning facilitators um, through the program. So I said go to the, five, the number five Saturdays.org website and see what's there. Click in and, and register for, for this program and in a very short amount of time. There may not be any spaces left because we're doing a, just a limited experiment. We're being lean and, and, and agile in, in our approach to doing this because we don't know exactly how this would manifest itself in Tucson. We've never done it here. We've done it in California and other places. So this is important for us to get some learning ourselves about the culture, uh, about what's really going to be impactful for um, the students here, as well as right. the learning facilitators but also about the entrepreneur community here in Tucson as well. So I think this is really important for, for people to, to lean in and, and actually step in and get some, right. um, get some experience with it. So if, they, if, if, if someone goes to 5Saturdays, the number 5Saturdays.org, they'll be able to navigate, navigate to the 5 Saturdays STEAM 2019 workshop page. Uh, registration ends May 31st for participants and they can reach out to you there in terms of uh, if they have a student in their network that needs to be a part of this and it's happening June 15th through July 27th at the U of A. Did I get all that right? That's correct but for the learning facilitators for, for those of you out there who really who are really passionate about giving back to the community um, we have a one-day training for the learning facilitators, which is June 1st. June 1st. At the, the, yeah. yeah. Great. And so we don't just throw you in there and say sink or swim. We said come and spend <laughs> a day with us, and we, we walk you through the curriculum, what it looks like, what the expectations are. 
um, just to let you know, you have to um, pass a life scan background check because we're dealing with, with other people's children. Right. And um, so the reason we have this one day training is to really talk to people about how do you facilitate learning? Yep. That's so- even if you're a high school um, or if you, even if you're a teacher, sometimes those skills may not align with our approach. So we, For we sure. have to walk people through that. Dr. Dave, I just want to I just want to make sure that I get one more thank you in before we uh, before our hour closes, uh, and just thank you for coming on. Thank you for what you're doing for the community and bringing again five Saturdays.org, the number five Saturdays.org. Dr. Dave, thank you again. We'll have to do this again soon. Hello, this is Dr. Dave Cornelius again. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We are grateful to those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshare, for the continued support for this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity, equity, and inclusion coaching. Nalshare.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit www.the5saturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. That's www.5saturdays.org. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com a focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way on Amazon.com. Look for the Nalshare with Dr. Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Day podcast is streamed on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nalshare. Copyright 2019 Nalshare. Until next time, find your awesomeness. <laughs>